Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Manash. On today's show, we're talking about why you might want investor relations management software in your company. Whenever you have a relationship with investors, there's a lot of information to manage and to distribute. You have a fiduciary duty to protect your investors and keep them informed over the life of the project. If you're using an exemption under securities laws, then there are probably a number of regulations to comply with associated with that particular exemption. If you have a lot of investors, you can multiply all of those requirements by the number of investors. And if you have multiple projects, you can multiply the burden by the number of projects. That means project reports, financial reports, tax information slips, the original signed syndication documents for each investor, and all of the due diligence items that investors would want to see in a data room. We implemented our investor portal more than a year ago, integrated within our website. Up until that time, we've been using a disintegrated set of tools consisting of DocuSign, Dropbox, and a mailing list manager for sending investor reports. And after a year of using our investor portal, I honestly cannot imagine going back to the way we did things before. The process of selecting that software was based on a number of criteria. We started with a complete documentation of the breadth of projects we had underway and the types of investment structures that we have in our flow. We found that many of the systems in the space were good at managing one particular flow that the developers considered to be the most common, and if our flow didn't match the software system exactly, then that flow wouldn't work for us nor our investors. Many of the systems out there assumed that the offering would reside in a limited liability company. The LLC structure is largely a U.S.-based entity, which is not used in most other countries. And since part of our team is based in Canada, and we undertake Canadian projects in addition to our U.S.-based projects, we needed a system that would handle projects in both countries. We found initially that some of the software systems were so U.S.-centric they couldn't even accept the correct format for a mailing address in Canada. The other major thing we required was the ability to handle multiple investment offerings within a single project. Some of our projects are divided into phases. They also didn't handle the share information for the deal sponsors, which would form part of the same project, but be held in a different share class. Most systems required us to define these as distinct projects instead of multiple share classes. Some of our projects are held in limited partnerships and not in an LLC entity type. The software had to be able to handle that as well. And many of the systems integrated electronic document signing for the share subscription agreements. But in most cases, they forced the developer through such a very narrow document flow that they assumed would be the most common. And if that flow didn't match the specific compliance needs of our offerings, then we would be forced to go back to using DocuSign like we did in the past. And don't get me wrong, DocuSign is a powerful and well-developed system with very rich capability. That's why we used it. But buying a system to replace it that doesn't actually replace it seemed like an exercise in futility. Many of our investment offerings are open to accredited investors only, which puts a burden on us to take reasonable steps to verify that our investors are in fact accredited. And while the regulatory requirements to ensure that we know our customers exist, we actually consider it to be a fiduciary responsibility over and above the regulatory requirement. We actually use the system to document our conversations with investors so that other key team members who will interact with our investors have knowledge to maintain that conversation. For example, if an investor makes some of their investments in their own personal name, maybe some using their self-directed retirement account, 
with a trustee managing that retirement account, and maybe some others through an investment holding company, we need to be able to handle that and keep it all straight in our minds and in the system. The process of integrating an investor portal into our company's workflow has not been perfect. For a period of time, the email system that sent out notifications to our investors was being flagged as spam, and it had the side effect of flagging our entire company's domain as being spam. As you can imagine, that was a pretty big deal, and we needed to solve it urgently. The system we ultimately chose was called Syndication Pro. There's a number of good systems out there, and many of the shortcomings of the systems that we evaluated more than a year ago have been fixed. But today, our investor portal is so central to everything we do, I honestly can't imagine being in business without it. We've developed workflows that have been integrated into our calendar management. So if investors want to book a time to speak with us one-on-one, and the notes from those meetings are documented in each investor's private portal. Whether you're an active investor who's undertaking projects or a passive investor who invests passively in other people's projects, you want to pay particular attention to how investor relationship is being managed and what kind of systems are being implemented. Most important, are those systems being used in a very superficial manner or are they being used deeply at the core of the company's business? As you think about that, have an awesome rest of your day. Go make some great things happen. I'll talk to you again tomorrow.